Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So, so tell me a little bit about membership. What, how, what are the different models? Why would someone do a membership? What do memberships look like? Because courses I, I kind of know already, so I want to skip that part right now. <laughs> well, memberships, it's, it's a way for people to, I think it's a, it's a little, it's a little less, what's the word? Um, risky, I think. I think it's a little easier psychologically for people to opt into a membership site as opposed to a program or a course or something that's a little bit more high ticket. Now, they're obviously high ticket membership sites. So for the most part, it's a little bit lower uh, barrier of entry. Yeah, so, th- so those are the perks of having a, a membership. I think a disadvantage to it something that's a little bit more difficult is retention and keeping people saying because they have to say yes every single month to that automatic payment coming out or whenever whatever your structure is and so yeah. they're you know if people aren't actively engaged in your community what they're going to say is it's not that your content isn't good it's not that you're not delivering but they their commitment level isn't there and so it's harder to keep people involved in membership sites and again it's not because of you it's just because life is busy so that's a that's a little bit of the downside you're constantly needing to funnel leads into something and not just asking people to make a one-time purchase for you but a monthly one totally and and just like we broke down mastermind i think let's break down membership sites for people because some people listening to this are like yes i'm about to launch this this is great and some people are like we have no clue what you're talking about at all. So if we, if we break down membership, it's another form of, I guess we would just say, you know, online business uh, where people become a member of your community. They pay a monthly fee for that privilege. Typically it includes some sort of a social community aspect, whether a Facebook group or, or a private um, social group. There's typically online educational content that they either are what we call drip fed, um, which means that they get a little bit every week or every month, or that they have access to what we call a content library. That there's just a lot of teachings or trainings that that they can access, and then any other benefits that are offered to members. And from the research I've done, typical retention is three months. So I know a lot of people who are uninitiated, and that's that's on a good day. Um, look at these like, oh my gosh, like look at those people doing membership sites. They just, they get a customer and then they get paid $27, $39, $99, whatever it is. And that's very, those, those are the ranges I kind of see on memberships every single month. That's amazing. And they don't realize like, no, no, it's not every month for forever. Not, nope. not even a little bit. No, nope. you got to work on retention, keeping those people there and happy, which is easier said than done. And then also replacing those members when they drop off because again it's not it's less about you can do everything in your power and it's just a natural part of the process people are going to naturally fall off the number maybe they learned what they needed maybe they just got too busy maybe they can't afford it anymore and so constantly having to funnel people in and 
you know, there's, there's different ways you can do that. You know, evergreen trainings are, are one way that you can do it, you know, offering webinars, all of that. You're constantly having to think, how can I funnel people into the system and get them, you know, to opt into this membership site? Because just as much as people are coming in, they're also going. <laughs> totally. And what are the, the basic prices you see? I usually see anywhere from, let's say, like, 2737 like usually i see under 100 like your average person is under $100 very often yep. under 50 yes yes uh, there's a lot of sevens uh 27 37 47 all those sevens yeah there's a lot I've of sevens a lot of $67 a month i think that's the average i would say 47 to 67 is what i'm seeing most people do and again it just depends on um on who your clientele is who you're marketing to uh, and what just makes sense with with what you're teaching totally and what do you see people include in their memberships like if someone wanted to launch this um what would they want to look at providing sure sure so as you mentioned, content, having some kind of program or training around whatever your topic may be. Uh, the community aspect, as you mentioned before, is really important. And it can be something as simple as even a Facebook group, like a private Facebook group, all the way to something of, you know, you're meeting, you know, once a, once a month over Zoom. There's some kind of community aspect there. And also, too, just little fun bonuses. You know, I... I have, I'm in a couple membership sites that do this. They're podcast hosts and they give their members opportunities to ask their guests questions or, you know, That's go live in the group and see some of the behind the scenes stuff. So anything that adds a little bit more of an intimacy level with you and your brand where they feel like they're a part of something exclusive and they can see behind the scenes stuff, any little perks like that, I think is uh, extra and, lowers people a little bit more but standard there's usually some teaching or content there and there's a community aspect i love that yeah and there there really are so many options for taking oh, services yeah. online like mm -hmm. so so many do you have a favorite example of like a business you've taken online mm -hmm. sure so i'm working right now with um an acting studio and she's super successful um you know with her with her studio her in-person classes and her coaching and all of that been doing it for years very well known in the industry in the city and this is another point that's really important we talked about having a business you can have a brick and mortar business and love it and not want to do you know, fully jump into the digital space. But the beautiful thing that this has happened as a result of COVID is now that people are learning how to have digital offerings, when things go back to quote normal, you're at a much better position right now to scale. And so she's been offering, you know, in-person classes, coaching, all the things in her physical studio. And now that we are bringing all of those, all of those online through Zoom calls, which I'll tell that about that a little bit, she, when, when everything goes back to normal, she, yes, she's going to want to go back to her studio. But now on Thursdays or Fridays, she can offer this one class where she reaches people in different states. And here's just an extra stream of income in her business that she didn't have before. So it's not an all or nothing thing. You don't have to go all into the digital space, but 
have some kind of stream there because when and if something like this ever happens again, you will need it to fall back on. And if anything else, you just have a more scalable model for your business, which is win-win. Uh, but with her, to answer your question, I'm not my rampage is over on that. Uh, what, we, what we're doing is obviously all of her classes are, are over Zoom and we're doing workshops now for her. So she's able to bring in industry leaders, put a small price tag on it and say, hey, for, you know, $17, $27, join us for a 45 minute workshop with so-and-so and then you pay that one time fee. Well, now what you can do is you can record that call, right? And you bundle all those different workshops where people bought a low ticket into it and you can bundle them and then sell them as a course. You could say, hey, you know, Atlanta acting, we have 20 workshops with this, 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 and have it at this higher price point. Well, let's say so-and-so can't afford that and can't buy all those courses bundled or those workshops bundled. That's when you can bring in maybe a membership model. So I pay you $27 a month and I get free access to all of the workshops or all of the recordings and I get added to a private Facebook group. So if you think about it just from a tiered structure that you can, you can have lower ticket offerings and always repurpose that into higher ticket offerings. I think that's really important. Always think about how can I use this again? How can I sell this again? How can I make this available and serve, serve more people with this content? It's not complicated at all. It sounds a lot harder. You know, one of the things with her, we just been having to work on the lingo because she's already doing all this stuff and just understanding, you know, what this lingo means is really the hardest barrier because when you get everything set up, it's actually really simple. Uh, what are some of your favorite tech tools that you use to do the setup? I, I'm a techie, um, so I'm always looking for new recommendations or just reinforcing like my current <laughs> recommendations. Yeah, I'm very simple. Um, I use Acuity every single day. I love Acuity. It's a um, super simple scheduling platform that you can put a you know a price tag on your your minutes. You can also schedule group calls with that and have that um, integrated with Zoom. And so people can pay for group calls, uh, book it, and immediately get a link to, that, to that, that Zoom call. And it will go into their calendar. So Acuity linked with Zoom. I absolutely love that. And then Kajabi is what I just recently switched to as far as holding courses and membership sites. I, I, I was with Thinkific for a while and I love Thinkific, they were, they were great. I just needed something that was a little bit more robust. Um, and so recently moved to Kajabi. Awesome, okay, cool, yeah. We, I mean, you know we use Acuity and Zoom because that's how you and I are meeting. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is our tool of choice. I used it about a year and a half ago. I had gone through like three hires in three weeks. I hire fast, fire fast um, to add like a new VA to the team just to really manage our scheduling, right? Like myself, the strategists, the groups. And then after like three quick hire fires where I just weren't getting the right match, I was like, you know what? I bet there's some technology that can just replace this position. And uh, Acuity basically replaced a full staff position. It, was, it got like 80% of it. There are 20 we distributed among existing team members. But I, I love Acuity. It saved me a full salary. It was great. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. All your email reminders, all the links, everything. Everything. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. It was like, oh, this person missed it. Make sure they show up, follow up with them. What happened here? Send them the form. Make sure they fill out the form. All of that's integrated. All of it. This is one Set up hack. The Zoom meeting. Label love. the Zoom meeting. Send a what one hack for you? Um, I don't know if you do this or not. Um, I stole this from somebody else. But if you take in Zoom, if you take your personal meeting room link and you redirect your website. So for me, like whenever you uh, meet with me, no matter what, it's heatherparity.com forward slash in the word. Now that word redirects to my personal meeting room. So in all of my reminder emails, everything, it's the same link. Um, and that has saved me so much time because, you know, when somebody books on my show, they get an automated email, then an automated email reminder, all of the links already there. And it's always the same link. So I don't have to go and change it all the time, which is what I used to do. The only bad part of that is whenever you go into your zoom room, you have to make sure it's locked. So people aren't jumping in because other people will pop in. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's, that's an so awesome hack. I so did that time. for a while. And then I sometimes a few times I forgot to lock it and I kept getting random interruptions and it was really, really awkward. Um, so I changed over. So sometimes I'll do that. And I do have an sdran.com slash word that I will not share live. <laughs> so the entire audience does just walk into my Zoom room. Um, but one of the things that I did after I got interrupted too often is you can actually link Acuity to create a new Zoom room for each meeting. Mm -hmm. And anytime you reset it, it'll automatically do that. So I That's actually was happier with that also because it labels it. Otherwise, in the recordings, they're not labeled. They're just labeled personal Zoom room. When Acuity creates the meeting, it labels it with the type of meeting and the person it was. So much, it ended up much easier on our back end, actually. That's awesome. That's awesome. Anything like that, man. I, mean, I was working with this one client the other day, and she was just like, oh, you know, it's only a couple of minutes here and there. And I'm like, dude, a couple of minutes here and there adds. They add up. <laughs> yeah and listen when you're small it works when you're small it works but as you scale it doesn't like that's why I need a full staff person because it wasn't just my schedule it was group schedules and it was the the other strategist scheduling and it was the emails and it became a full position from a few minutes when it's just a few minutes for you cool no mm -hmm. problem unless you'd like those few minutes back to go tan in your backyard when okay that also works <laughs> yep yep so so you really nailed something that so many people are trying to, to do right now. What are you currently struggling with in the business? In the business. Um, hmm. I'm trying to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't say, well, you know, everything's just perfect. Like we're good. I don't, I don't have any no. problems at all. No, no, no. Um, I think for me, because I, I, I do so much, um, so much coaching and consulting is getting, learning, learning the psychology behind empathizing where people are at right now and also pushing them. That's really, really difficult for me right now because I'm very action oriented and not everyone's like that. And so learning to meet people where they're at, it's just been super interesting for me because, you know, I, I want to see these people take action on the things they want to do or they say they want to do, but 
the internal barriers there are just next level. Like it's crazy. Like it's like, okay, all this stuff is lined up and this, you say, this is what you want. Um, that's, it's kind of frustrating for me. Um, and I need to learn how to, you know, how to handle, how to do that better, how to, you know, you can't moat. I had somebody on the show the other day, they were talking about client retention, you know, and he was talking about, well, how, did, how did he put it? Disengaging or not attaching yourself too much for with people's results. And I think that's really hard for me because I want people to succeed. And so, you know, he was saying, you know, we, we have to detach from that because you can't, you know, create dependency. Um, so yeah, that, that's really hard for me just on a, on a personal level. I also think balancing the business and the content is really hard. I'm really passionate about content marketing and honestly, my intention with my life is my show and the work that we do with that. I put that as number one over my business, which is crazy for most people because most people have a show to drive leads to their business and I'm opposite. I have a business to give me time and freedom and money to make a show. Um, that's what I want to do with my life. I, love I absolutely love what I do with that. And that's what I will do full time one day. But balancing those two things is really, really hard because as you know, um, you know, there's a little bit of money coming in from, you know, sponsors or ads or whatever, but not to the, not to, to the level you have with, with, with coaching. Um, so that's been difficult for me because I have to make sometimes big girl decisions over what I really want to be doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I totally hear that. Yeah. I totally hear that. But the more it combines, um, yeah, a lot of people think like, oh my gosh, those podcasters who have ads, like and those YouTubers, like when you go into the actual numbers, like one of my, I interviewed, um, became a friend afterwards, um, like a big YouTube guy. And I think even in the interview, he's like explaining that the followers and the viewers from different countries are worth different amounts. So just because you see someone's video, let's say has a million views, if like, you know, 900,000 of those million were like from India, he didn't make that much money as if they were, let's say from LA, like where the views are coming from is how much you may get paid from the advertisers, which is, I did not know that before he explained that to me. Right. And a lot of people will hear like advertisements on podcasts and they're like, God, they're making so much money. Like, no, they're not. I had this one blogger who was getting all these sponsorships and sponsored blogs and, uh, and I picked her brain. She's like, Essie, most of them just send me like free hand cream. Like, that's all I get. You know, like $5, $15. I was like, yeah, okay. That's, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't even do that at all. Like that would well, be worse. You think about the cost that goes into podcasting as well, because think about this, you know, and I had, I had this lady, I'm going to say her name, just she's a huge podcast, like insane nuts next level. And when I mentioned that I was interviewing her, I had someone comment and say, well, please let her know how disappointed we are that her whole show is filled with ads now, because she used to not have ads. And I was so frustrated when I heard that because like, you don't understand what it takes to have a show, like a, a, a well-run show that cost, she has to hire, you know, somebody to edit her show, show notes, you know, putting on a website, um, the time it takes to schedule calls and meet with people for an hour. I mean, your, your time is valuable. You could be spending this time, you know, in your business and have a return on investment. And here you are giving 
you know, your time to interview people and share this education for free to an audience. So, I mean, if you think about like the investment in that, I mean, we have to give content creators a little grace here because they're offering free education, giving their time for this, uh, it's costing them. And so the little bit of money they are making on ads, bless them. Go ahead and make that little bit of money so you can get the free education that you're getting. Totally, a billion percent. And also, they're not making that much money. <laughs> Most people. No. Nope. Nope. They are not. I spoke, um, when I first started doing this, it was with the goal of getting on the radio, which is, which is coming soon. Uh, which yeah. is very exciting. Um, a couple different things in the works. That was what I wanted. I wanted a radio show. Um, and I actually had like an interview at a massive radio station in LA, which was really cool. Um, uh, and that, that didn't end up progressing the way I wanted, but I, I spoke to a lot of people who, who have syndicated podcasts that are on the radio. And when you start to dive into the world, it's, the earnings are so low. Like when I first got into it, I was like, I want to do radio and that's going to be like my next income stream. And then it was like, no, no, that's clearly going to be my hobby. <laughs> that'll, that'll be my volunteering. Yep. <laughs> the business will be what funds my little radio show star hobby. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. It is true. <laughs> uh, and people don't realize that, but I totally get it. And balancing, you know, especially when your, pa your passion is in the content creation, um, how that monetizes, if it leads into a business. One of my guys has a, a really cool podcast and he had not figured out how to monetize it at all. Um, and so we're working on not monetizing the show itself, but monetizing the audience um, whereby maybe creating because one of the things that we talked about doing is he has these guests on the show right and that's free content everyone can consume but there's sometimes bonus content that he doesn't include in the show especially if he would ask his guests beforehand and that could be included in a membership site where they like to give special like undercover like opening the hood kinds of tips and then you take your content creation into exactly what you do, like right, the memberships and the courses yep. and the bundles, where a certain portion, maybe 80% of the content is free, right? But 20% of some really valuable stuff or bundled stuff or you know extra episodes or secret conversations is in a paid area, um, and yep. that starts to just monetize the content in a in a different way. Um, but I love I love that you share that with us because I think and another you know, thing you can do look, that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sure. I'll no go. With the, with the bonus episodes, uh, you can set episodes to expire as well. So I've seen this done really well, and I just tested it uh, last month. And it worked well for me. I, I enjoyed it. Is do like a five-part series. So let's say you're coming out with, you know, your, your membership site, your marketing membership site or whatever. What you can do is do like a five-part series on your show and say, like, hey, these are disappearing episodes. And I'm going to go over the five, blah, blah, blah. So make sure you get it in now. And since this is disappearing, take a screenshot, share it with your friend, because again, this content will not be available. And then what you do is at the end say, okay, well, you know, we're uploading all this content into our membership site where they're also talking about blah, blah, blah. And so that kind of gives people a sense of like, oh, I need to share this with someone else because and then you know they're marketing for you because you're talking about your programs totally. and then it goes away and then you upload it into your membership totally I love that I love that that's really cool oh that's awesome um on the first struggle I I still relate to the 
when I started my business, so I'm, I'm a certified professional coach for over 10 years, um, which I don't advertise, as I say, every time on the podcast when I talk about it and I advertise it um, because I feel like coaching has such a bad rap, but it's part of what I do. And, uh, and our company is a consulting firm like that. So like it's a blend of coaching, consulting, teaching is what we do with our clients. And, uh, I always laugh when someone comes to me and they're like, you're a coach, you're a consultant. Like, I want to do that because I'm tired of people not listening to me and doing what I say in my job. And I always laugh at them, <laughs> always. You know, when people say to me, well, you know, I just had a client say this to me, a paying client say this to me maybe two weeks ago. He's like, Esty, like, you're really good at this. Why are you doing the coaching? Why don't you just go in and business partnerships with your clients? right? Like do a rev share deal. And I was like, uh-uh. I was like, I've done that very, very little only when I've worked with someone for a long time, because I can give you the best direction, but I'm not in charge of your business. If you don't follow it, I lose everything. And, uh, and what you give and what people receive never quite the same thing, you know, filtering your clients for the kinds of people who can learn from you is a game changer. That's a game changer. I had one yeah. woman, you'll, you'll love this story. And the rest of you, I actually don't think I shared this story on the podcast. This is going to be a new story for you guys. Ready? Story time. Um, so in my early days, when I, I, I just knew so much less about what I was doing. So maybe I'm in business for like a year or two, right? Um, I had this woman who, you know, very challenged, like very talented, very passionate, but like couldn't get her business off the ground, couldn't get it off the ground, came to me, asked for like a charity discount. I was like, my regular prices are my charity discount. Like there's no, you know, um, and she's like borrowed money to work with me. Um, in those days I was cash only. I had this thing against credit for like the first six years. I was like, if you can't afford it without a credit card, don't do it. And then I moved to America. Oh, we were, I was running business in Jerusalem and I was like, yeah, everything lives on a credit card. That policy is going to have to change. But like she borrowed money like to pay me in cash. Um, and we built an entire business plan for her. Now, I was so proud of it. I remember I was like so proud and she was so excited and we were so on it. I'm very, I'm like from theory to action. So I'm very action plan oriented as well. It's like we go through the theory, we understand the strategy. And then it's like, okay, you do step A, then step B, then step C, then step D. It's like very, very clear. Like I don't, every business plan, every marketing strategy we build has an action plan on the last page. That is, otherwise it's worthless in my opinion. So we finish her whole plan and she comes back for her next meeting. And she, I, I'll never forget this. As long as I live, she walks in the door and she's like, Esty, I just don't know what to do. And I remember looking at her and going, uh-uh, no, 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 no. You know exactly what to do. It's on page 27, actually. It's like, it's exactly what you need to do. And she's just like, no, I don't know where to start. I'm like, no, no. You see where it says item one on page 27? That's where you start. Like, remember like last week and two weeks ago when you were like all excited and totally in on this and knew exactly what you wanted to do with it? She's like, yeah, but I just can't. And I remember, and, and I, I was young. I was young. Now I would catch this. I do catch this much sooner with my clients. If, if most people like that don't, don't get through the door. Um, because I don't want to waste anybody's money. It's not worth it for them to work with me when they're in that kind of a headspace. And I remember looking at her and going, uh-uh, this, this is not me. This is not this plan. This is you. You're stuck. You need to go find a therapist. Yeah. work through whatever issues you have with moving forward with your life and then come back to me. And she was horrified. She was so mad. She was horrified. She like, I remember she like 
stormed out. Went out there, did not treat my reputation kindly at all. You know, like Essie told me to go see a therapist, terrible business coach, da, 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 couldn't give me a business plan, told me I need psychological help. It was bad. It was, I have some really fun stories. Um, but maybe it was seven months, maybe it was a year. I don't remember. Like a certain amount of time later, she called me up and bless me, I took her call um, and, uh, and said, can I meet with you? And I was like, I know you're going to be nice. <laughs> um, but here's what she said. She said she went to the therapist in the end and I was right. Yep. Yep. She was stuck. Yep. She was stuck in this place where she was so used to being unsuccessful and benefiting from that lack of success, benefiting from the victim mentality because everyone felt bad for her that with a clear plan for success, she couldn't bring herself to do it. It would make her life so much harder. She'd lose all of the sympathy, all of the giveaways she was getting, all of the breaks she was getting. She couldn't do it. You know, and, and people will come to you. The, like, I, I, I agree with whatever that guy told you, which is disengaged from the result. And I take it a step further, which is when you know you've given the best that can be given, mm-hmm. you're done. It's not just disengaged from the result. It's you're in charge only of giving everything you can give that they can get the best results. And then you're done. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Amen, sister. Right, sorry, that was another rant. <laughs> that, was, no, that was another soapbox. And, and I was say, it's, there's like this this weird, and that's what I was telling you earlier, coming out of the therapy world and then going into this world. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, like, is this the same? And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but the lines are so blurred right now. And I think that's why coaching, quote, quote, gets a bad rap is because there's these all these blurred lines with all of these, you know, um, these ways to help people. And I think, you know, our job is to educate, you know, in my welcome, um, package, I really break down. I've literally written it. This isn't therapy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're going to be stay focused. This is what I'm, we're talking about. You know, this is what the intention of it, because I don't think people mean to, but there's a, again, it's this kind of this unconscious thing of like, Oh, you know, t- work with me, help me, you know? Totally, totally. My last, my final teaching in our, our marketing magic program is don't blame the light bulb, right? Because oh, I've had people come back sometimes after the program. It's a whole story about this. It's a very cute story, which we ran out of time for. Sorry, guys, we'll have to tune in another time. But the concept of it is basically like, if you learn everything you need to learn, and then you don't use it, you cannot blame the teachings for not working. Like, I've people come back and be like, it didn't work. And I'm like, well, what did you do? Like, well, I didn't actually follow what you said. And I'm like, okay, so why is it that you're wondering that it didn't work? Well, I didn't know if I had to do it kind of the way you said. I'm like, well, then why do you, do you think I just, like, have extra breath in my body that I like to expel? Yeah. Is that why I talk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we could go on for a long time. Um, Heather, where can people find you, find out more about you, what you do, how you can help them? I'm at Heather Parody everywhere. So it's super easy to find me. Awesome. And your podcast, where, what's the name of your podcast? Where can people get that? Sure. Unconventional leaders, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Awesome. 
Awesome. So guys, check out Heather. She's fun. Her podcast sounds awesome. Um, and if you do want to do more, learn more about launching your own programs, masterminds, memberships, taking your service online, Heather really knows her stuff. Uh, so Heather, at the end, I surprised my guests. I didn't warn you about this. Um, and I asked for a quote. doesn't have to be a favorite one of all time, oh, but it can be. Um, you got one? Okay, go. Yeah. You got? Action creates clarity. So if you don't know what to do, start taking as much action as you can because that's how the path before you is brought to light, only through action. Oh, that is very cool. I like that. That reminds me of something one of my mentors said to me the other day. I was like, I'm just not motivated to exercise today, right? Especially because due to my backyard or my living room. And uh, he's like, Esty, exercise is what motivates you to exercise. So you don't wait till you're motivated to exercise. Go exercise and you'll be motivated. And I was like, okay. And I did it. And I did it. I was like, fine. I'm motivated because I'm not motivated. I'm going to go jump around. Um, but it, yeah, I think this feels, feels like the same thing. I love that. It's like, I don't really know what to do. And most people then will do nothing. And it's like, no, just do what you can. And through doing, you refine what you want to do. Yep. Exactly. That is super cool. That is super cool. I like that line a lot. I'm going to write that and hang that up. Um, guys, check out Heather. You can find all of this at sdran.com slash 94, the show notes, the details, the cool tips, the links to Heather's stuff. And you definitely, definitely, like absolutely, no doubt in my mind, know someone who needs to know more about this. You know a service-based business who wants to get online, who this conversation will super benefit. So share the love, please. sdran.com slash 94, or share the link, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Play, all of it, just wherever, wherever your podcasts are found in the grocery aisle in the freezer section. No, joking. And we will catch you next time. Heather, thank you again. Thank you so much. It was an honor. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?